Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is the left thinks Trump is Christ. Now, let me say it again. The left thinks Trump is Christ. Have you ever seen riots in our streets and wondered why these people are doing this? Have you ever been watching the national news media, such as ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, or maybe CNN, and have you ever actually caught them in a lie? Yes, I have too. And you wonder, why are they lying? Why do they hate Trump so much? I don't understand why they hate Trump so much. Well, that's the topic of our radio program today. We're going to try to understand why the people hate the right, hate Christians, hate Trump. Why do they hate them so much? I don't think it's in their conscious mind. I think it's in their spirit. The left, you might call them communists, socialists. I mean, a lot of words for them. Antifa, people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that just won the massive big victory up in New York. Most, but not all Democrats, They see Trump as Christ. That's the point. Now, let me see if I can explain. If you were to ask them, do you see Trump as Christ? (laughs) They would cough and spit and no, 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 no way. But, But think about it. In their heart, in their spirit, that's exactly it. In their heart, in their spirit, they are angry at Trump Because in their heart, to them, they hate Christ, and he represents Christ. See, the reason there is such an attack on whites from all of the other races in general, I'm talking about in general, because in their mind, now please, I'm not trying to say that Trump is Christ. You understand that. I'm trying to say that in their mind. And if you were to ask them, they'd deny it. They really don't see it that way, but in their spirit, What the the devil has put in their spirit, that's exactly what it is. In other words, a lot of people are angry at whites, not that they're angry at whites, that in their mind, whites are the closest representative to Christ, because probably most of the Christians they've seen are white. Okay, so they hate whites simply because they hate Christ. Now, maybe not openly, And certainly not with their mouth. You'd never pry it out of their mouth. Not with a crowbar. You wouldn't get it out of their mouth. But in their heart, now think about it. Think it through, okay? In their heart, in their heart of hearts, they are filled with hate, filled with anger and venom. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, the funny thing about the left is the things that they accuse the right of is what the left really has in their heart. But you see, that's one of the other points, because the accuser of the brethren of the devil, and he is the most evil thing on the planet. Yet, even though he is the most evil, what he does, as we'll discuss here in just a second, his job is the accuser of the brethren. What he does is point the finger at the other person and say, you did this. <laughs> and yet he's the biggest sinner on the planet, okay? Well, that's what the left does. You see, they are evil, hate-filled, sin-filled, yet they point the finger at the right side saying, look there, you're not perfect. So let me just address that for a second. One of the things that is in the news right now is they're saying, oh, well, Trump knew about that meeting with the lawyer. 
Okay, if they were to ask me that, I would say, okay, so let's say, for example, Trump did know about the meeting with the lawyer. And when he talked to the New York Times, he did lie to them saying that he didn't know about the meeting, but in fact he did. Okay, so if Trump lied to the New York Times, well, what do you think about that? Well, first of all, it's not a crime to lie to the New York Times. Might not be according to God's laws, but it's not a crime. But my attitude is, so what if he did have an affair 12 years ago with some Playboy model that makes her living taking her clothes off and having sex in front of cameras? Does that bother me? No, because I didn't hire Trump to be my pastor. I'm not asking Trump to be the Messiah. I hired and I voted for Trump to drain the swamp. I voted for Trump because I want him to heal our nation. He doesn't have to be perfect. I want him to do the job as best as he possibly can, you understand. He doesn't have to be perfect to drain the swamp. He has drained the swamp. But you see, the left, since they hate Christ so much, and since in their heart they're filled with hate, filled with anger and sin, that's what the devil does, you see. He points the finger and says, look yonder, you did this. I'm trying to help you to understand why these people say and do the things that they do. See, the reason we hear people are against us is because ICE is against crime. We hear them say, abolish ICE, abolish ICE. Well, <laughs> it's because if they can cause America to fall into sin like they're in, that'll destroy America. You see, misery loves company. Said another way, sinners love you to sin. Uh, I remember when I was uh, in high school, I would go to a party and they would be drinking. And, you know, if someone's drinking, guess what? They're putting a beer in your hands. They want you to join in. It's the same thing. Okay, The Lucifer, you see, he's down in the mud and the muck and the mire. He's got sins all over him. But what does he do? He points the finger at you and he says, you did it. You lied. You cheated. You didn't mold the hole on or whatever it might be. You see, they don't want to vote in Democrats as much as they want Lucifer in charge. Let's look at their heart. They want to destroy Christ and his kingdom. See, since Lucifer wants to kill, steal, and destroy, they are for anything that kills, steals, and destroys, you understand. See, in their spirit, they're angry. But they're not angry at our policies. They're not angry at the policies of the right. They're angry at our God. See, brothers and sisters, this is really a fight between good and evil, between light and darkness. When news organizations go and put a microphone up to people in the street and they say, well, well, well what are you angry about? <laughs> every time, every time, every time, they always get the same answer. Now, let me before I... <laughs> actually, let's talk about that. So what do they say? They don't say, well, I'm angry and I'm protesting because I want the Democrats to raise the taxes. Or I want the Republicans. I want higher taxes. Or I want the IRS to increase their enforcement. Or 
I want Muslims to come into America, or I want manufacturing companies to go out of business. I want higher tariffs on American goods. I want the U.S. to stay in NAFTA. I, I'm angry because, because Trump pulled out of the Paris Peace Accord. You see, but hating Trump and wanting Hillary, that is, uh, that is what they're really saying. They're really what they're really saying is is not so much that they want Hillary. It's not that they want uh, tariffs on American goods. They don't want to hurt America to hurt America. I mean, they like our restaurants. They like have peaceful world like everybody else. What they are angry about is Christ. Any place they see something that represents Christ, they hate it. And because Trump, in their mind represents Christ, that's what they say. That's what and, and and instead of saying and talking about, well, I don't like the fact that he he is for the wall, they'll say that once in a while, but most of the time, instead they throw names. Well instead we hear because he's a racist, perhaps you recall Hillary's famous statement. I looked it up on the internet, here you go. She said, you know, to just be grossly generalistic you could put half of Trump's supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables, right? Clinton said to applause and laughter from the crowd of supporters at an LGBT for Hillary fundraiser where Barbara Streisand performed. And then she said they're sexist, racist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. But see, that's what the devil does. He's got sins all over him. He is sin. He's filled with sin. He's the author of it. He began sin. Yet, the Bible says he is the accuser of the brethren. Revelation 12.10. Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God. Why? Because it just said before then that Satan is cast out of heaven. And the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. And they, meaning the Christians on the earth, this is how you overcome the evil one. This is how you overcome Lucifer. We overcome him. Okay? They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Now let me explain that, because that's kind of confusing. There's three points to that. In other words, how do we overcome the devil? How do we overcome sin? How do we overcome the mark? How do we overcome the beast and the Antichrist? How do we overcome them? These, this is the answer. We overcome him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and we love not our lives unto the death. Now, let me take a second and explain that. That means we overcome the devil because of the blood of the Lamb. It means we've asked Jesus into our heart. Then, by the word of our testimony, if someone were to say, oh, yeah, well, you received Jesus, give me a specific example in your life of something he's done for you. We can say, oh, yeah, let me tell you. Well, there's just more than one thing. Let me just tell you what Jesus has done for me. That's the word of our testimony. And they love not their lives unto the death. Now, I used to think that that means that they had to die for Jesus. Wrong. After further study, what that's saying is that we will obey Christ rather than the beast. Now, specifically, it's talking about in the middle of the tribulation, when we see the abomination of desolation, where the Antichrist goes in, sets on the golden chair, the Ark of the Covenant, and says he's God, if you're living in Jerusalem specifically, or Israel in general, 
what they're commanded to do, according to Jesus in Matthew 24, when you see the abomination of spoken of by Daniel the prophet, when you see that run. Well, I believe where they're going to run is 216 miles straight south down to the real Mount Sinai. But on the way, the Bible says that they're going to get caught in a ravine. I'm kind of summarizing here. And water will come down to try to drown them, but the earth will open up and swallow up the water. And when the devil sees this, he knows that God is supernaturally protecting them. Then he goes back to Israel and he makes war against those that did not obey. They did not leave when they saw the abomination of desolation as they were commanded to. So those are the people, the one that stayed, they did not love their lives unto the death. In other words, they did not obey Christ. When Jesus told them to flee, they didn't do that. So they are not overcomers. The Bible calls them the remnant. Now, it doesn't mean their names are taken out of the book of life. It just means that they're not counted to be part of the overcomers. The overcomers say no. The overcomers say no to the devil, no to the beast, no to sin, no, 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 I'm going to follow Jesus. That's the point. Well, you see, these people look at Trump, and they get angry because in their mind, in their heart, again, if you ask them this, they would say, no, that's not true. But I believe it to be true. See, the internal revolution that Dimitri was was warned us about, it's not really a battle over money or over oil or gold. It's not a battle over property, over who is going to be king. It's not a battle over who should be. It is, it is really a battle over who should be God over America, you see. The left, the communists, Democrats, whatever you want to call them, they want to win elections. But they don't want to win elections to make America great again. They want to destroy America. Now, why do they want to destroy it? If you ask them, no, I don't want to destroy America. But their policies, what they want to do, that is exactly what they want to do. Why? Because in their heart, in their spirit, they think America represents Christ. And to a large degree, he does. That's why they hate America. That's why they don't want a wall. They want open borders. They want to have anybody, everybody come in because they know that that would destroy the Christian part of America. That would water us down to the point where every time we go to the polls, there's nothing Christian that happens, and it would eventually destroy our, our nation. If you ask them, do you want to destroy America? They say, no, no, no. But you see, they haven't really thought it through. They've not discovered the real reason for the anger in their heart. They want to destroy America because to them, America represents Christ. To them, they think America is a Christian nation. White people represent Christ simply because in their mind, most Christians are white. And so it's not that they hate whites as much as they hate Christ, you see. See, Trump represents Christ in their mind. Trump represents Christ because he stands for and represents good. He represents Christian values. He hasn't stood up and said, I'm a Christian. Oh, <laughs> I'd like to see him do that. But if he did, the uh, attacks would only increase because it would show who's on this side of the river and who's on that side of the river, who's on this side of Christ and who's on that side for the Antichrist. You see, they hate Christ. Bottom line, they hate Christ. They don't hate America. They actually love America. They like our restaurants. They like a peace in America. They like loving people around them. They like to go to the store. They, they like America. 
but they hate Christ. And they don't realize that is the source of their hate. They hate Christ. The evil left has sins all over them. They know it. They don't like it. They are evil and they, they know they're evil and they don't like the evil. Who likes evil? Nobody likes evil. They don't like all the things falling apart in their life and they don't like the anger they walk around in their heart with all the time. They hate it. They're miserable, 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 but they won't accept Christ. They won't accept the one that can wash their sins away and give them a chance to start over, to wash all their sins away, their mud, their filth, and give them another chance. But they hate Jesus. So the very solution to their problem is the very reason they won't get their problem solved, not until they humble themselves. See, Jesus, as you and I know, being a Christian, we know he's the solution. (laughs) We felt it. We felt the love come into our heart. We felt that peace that passes all understanding. We know that he changed attitudes. He's changed our heart. We know Jesus is real. He lives with us and walks with us every day. We know, we know, we know. just before I started doing this podcast, I, I said, Lord, help me to say the right things and not say the wrong things. And I felt the anointing come on me as I do most every time I do a broadcast. See, Jesus is the solution and he's not a baby in a manger anymore. He's not a skinny guy nailed to a cross anymore. Right now, he is the prince of the kings of the earth. Now, prince means that he just hadn't been appointed king yet. He's prince of the kings of the earth, but at the marriage supper of the Lamb, which takes place on Pentecost, all this is going to be in my new book, which, by the way, I've finished my book. It's over for editing. Probably here in another month or so, it'll go to a publisher, and probably by sometime in September or October, we'll be able to offer it to you. But the solution is Jesus. But you see, they can't see that. They can't see that the solution to their anger, their hate, the fact that they're so miserable, they can't see that Jesus is the solution. You see, Trump is the solution for many of America's problems, but the left is so angry that they can't see that Trump is the solution. The left is angry. They don't know why. And here's the problem. The Holy Spirit keeps... Knocking on their heart. Just like Revelation, what is it, 3.20 says, I stand at the door and knock. If a man hear the hear my knock, hear my voice, and open the door, I'll come into him and I will sup with him. The Holy Spirit is knocking on these evil people's hearts, but they're angry. They're hate-filled. They can't stand Jesus. They can't stand Christ. Consequently, Jesus has to let them walk in their own way. And they will continue unless they humble themselves. A matter of fact, unless, <clears throat> unless there is some kind of a change to change them, they will continue to go down that same path to their destruction. Jeremiah sixteen nineteen through 21 says, O Lord, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction. So that just gave us a date stamp. This prophecy is talking about the day of affliction or the seven-year period. It's saying that our God is our strength and our fortress, 
and our refuge in the day of the tribulation. The Gentiles, a lot of these people out here protesting, I want to see come to the sports stadiums. I want to see them come out of those bleachers, come down on the football field, fall on their face with tears on their eyes, giving their heart to Jesus. I want to see that happen. I'm going to do everything I can with your prayers and your financial gifts to try to make that happen. The Bible says, The Gentiles shall come into thee from the ends of the earth, and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. And they have made unto themselves gods that are not gods. Therefore, I will this once. I will cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is Jehovah. What's that? That's a worldwide revival, brothers and sisters. And I believe that that revival is just about to hit. Remember, I told you August 8th, 2015, I heard the audible voice of God say, this is the time of miracles. Then he spoke to my heart as, as the judgment, as the difficulty, as things begin to fall apart, God is going to show up with double portion miracles. I mean miracles that even going back to Adam, no one with a beating heart on this globe has ever seen miracles like these. That's confirmed by the prophet Sundar Salvarej that said July the 6th, four angels came to him and told him that we, talking about the four angels, we have never seen miracles like are about to break out on the earth. And they said, this is the powers of the age to come. Meaning that we are about, maybe even already, but we are about to step over a line in the spirit, brothers and sisters. We're about to step over a line and we're about to see the sports stadiums begin to fill up. We're about to see these people with anger and hate in their heart. All of a sudden, we're going to start seeing them begin to turn around. Why? Because trouble. Trouble like America's never seen is soon to hit. Now, I don't know that it's in the next day or a week or even the month or even this year. I don't know, but I think that the next season to hit us, that's exactly what's coming. In 1 Kings, it, this kind of gives an example of what I'm talking about. In 1 Kings 18, starting verse 19, it's talking about the great preach-off, the great, great preaching contest between Elijah and these 850 prophets of Baals and the prophets of the groves. 850 people. You remember the story. So Elijah, at the direction of the Lord, calls all of the Israelites together. And he says, uh, I'm going to let's have a little contest. Tell you what, I'll take a cow and sacrifice him. You take a cow and sacrifice him. And the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And they said, okay, okay, deal, deal. We'll do it. So, and I love this part. So the prophets of Baal cut up their cow, and they laid it out, and then they began to call on their God. They called on him to noon, no answer. They called on him to the afternoon, no answer. And then Elisha mocked him and said, maybe you're not hollering loud enough. I mean, after all, he is a God. He's probably talking, or maybe he's out hunting, or he's on a journey, or maybe he's sleeping. He just needs to be awakened. Cry a little louder. So they hollered even louder. They cut themselves. Blood was coming out. But by the evening, no fire, no voice. 
So then Elijah cut up his cow, laid it out. He wanted to make absolutely certain they knew that this is not a trick. And he said, you see those four barrels of water over there? Pour it on the sacrifice. Pour it on all the wood. They poured it. Four barrels of water. Now, I don't know how big their barrel water is, but I'm going to guess it's pretty good size. Then he said, do it a second time. They did it a second time. He said, do it again. Do it the third time. They poured this water all over the sacrifice. And then Elijah called upon God and the fire came down, not only burned up the sacrifice and the wood and the rocks and the water. So then Elijah turned and said, now take all the prophets of Baal. Don't let one of them escape. And they took him down to the brook Kishon and slew 850 of them that day. God brought a great deliverance to Israel. Brothers and sisters, God is about to bring a great deliverance to America. Yeah, it's going to be some difficult times, but there's going to be a lot of people saved out of it. You see, God has shown us this truth through many stories in the Bible. The Bible is truth and can point all these people to the real solution, and that solution, of course, is Jesus. But they won't read or listen to the Bible. They won't listen to us. This story of Elijah is going to repeat. See, Jesus is going to return on... (laughs) I I can't go into that much detail, so I'm going to jump to the... (laughs) Okay, I'm about to blow your lid. Uh, okay, how do I say this? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait for that on the book. I'll just say, when Jesus, re- that, that's the way I'll say it. So when Jesus returns on the Feast of Trumpets, he will return using the morning star. And in the evening they are, in the morning they are not. He destroys all of the tares, burns them up, they fall to the ground and pile of ashes and bones when he hits them with the morning star. But then there's two other angels. The one angel returns, and he has a sharp sickle, and another angel also having a sharp sickle. They gather the clusters of the vine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. See, there's two harvests. There's the harvest of the tares, and there's the harvest of the grapes. They both take place on trumpets. And after all of the tares are burned, all of the grapes are crushed, then he gathers his wheat into the barn. That is the day of the judgment seat of Christ. The day when anybody, anybody, everybody, everybody, everybody going back to Adam that has ever asked Jesus into their heart reports to the judgment seat of Christ. And they all are given their rewards. Some have their works burned up because that is the day of burning. That is the judgment by fire. I'm getting into too many details that I'll just leave in my book here. But the point is, if you don't want to burn up, if you don't want to be slashed into pieces on that day, in my opinion, it's not too many more years away. If you want to have your name written in the book of life so that you can enter into the new Jerusalem, it's real simple. Ask Jesus to be your God. Turn from all of the gods. Ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin. It's as simple as that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your gifts of support. God bless. Prayerfully consider supporting the Prophecy Club with your gifts of support. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. 
The Extreme Summer Blowout is now in effect. You can get 50 DVDs for $250, that's $5 each. 25 for 160, that's 640 each. 15 for 120, that's 8 bucks each. 10 for 100, obviously $10 each. 6 for 70, 4 for 50, and 2 for $30. You can go to prophecyclub.com. There's a list of all the DVDs there, or you can call us and ask for the summer catalog. Or download the catalog at prophecyclub.com. Flip through it, then decide which DVDs you want. That's 785-266-1112, and it expires soon. Call 785-266-1112 today. Some restrictions apply. Over 150 conferences and 50 debates defending the King James Version gives Adam Johnson the right to tell us what is the best Bible version in his new triple DVD set called King James or 400 Counterfeits, available at prophecyclub.com, gift of $45, prophecyclub.com. Dr. Bree Keaton just made a brand new DVD. It's called Is Trump or Patrick Henry? Now, it's not a political talk. Bree's mother was a descendant of the patriot Patrick Henry. She reveals shocking, never-released private family records, bloodlines, and gives you the true story of how God used Patrick Henry to save America. She helped me to see more clearly where we are and where we're going because most of history has already repeated itself. I promise you will like this DVD. It is Trump by Patrick Henry, prophecyclub.com.